Welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. The live audio stream is available at the Grace Covenant website, which can be found at grace-covenant.org. Just press the listen button. exalt God's name together. Good morning and welcome to Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church on this 21st Sunday in Ordinary Time. I am Pastor Joanna Sidnor and Grace Covenant welcomes all who come to worship, whether in person, listening on the radio, or by live stream. We welcome you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Please turn your attention to our bulletin for the announcements, of which I will highlight a few. The next discipleship book discussion will be this Thursday, August the 25th, from 8 to 9 p.m. on Zoom. We will be diving into Born to Wonder by Alistair McGrath. A short excerpt from this book is available upon request and everyone is welcome to join in the session even if you have only read part of the book. The goal is to spur actionable conversation about how we can lean into God's living, life-giving ways. To RSVP and for any questions, please contact our, book, our discipleship book discussion facilitator, Nelson Reevely. Discipleship Sunday is coming, this September 11th. We will have a potluck breakfast in the fellowship hall beginning at 9.45 a.m. As, well, uh, as an opportunity to learn about upcoming Sunday school classes for the fall. 
Worship returns to 11 a.m. on Discipleship Sunday, September the 11th. The next Shalom Farms volunteer outing will be Saturday, September 17th from 9 to 12 noon at the Northside Farm. Come help Shalom Farms' mission to build healthy communities by growing and sharing healthy food. The final Shalom Farms date this year will be Saturday, October 15th. To RSVP, if you have any questions, please contact Nelson Reevely at reevely at gcpcrva.org. Now, friends, let us prepare our hearts and our minds to worship the Lord. Please stand for the call to worship. God invites us into his healing presence with these words, I am the Lord who heals you. Deceased, depressed, dysfunctional, defeated, we come hungering for health that only God can provide. God calls us to bring open eyes, hearing ears, and tender hearts turn towards him, the great physician. We bow before him in faith and expectancy. Once again, welcome to the live broadcast of a service for the worship of God, which is coming to you from the sanctuary of Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church at 1627 Monument Avenue in Richmond, Virginia. This is the 99th year of radio ministry at Grace Covenant. Today's date is August the 21st, 2022, and today's broadcast is number 5055. This morning's sermon, entitled Set Free by Christ's Mercy, will be delivered by the Reverend Calvin H. Sidner IV, Covenant Co-Pastor. Assisting in the service today are Christopher Martin, Director of Music and Organist, Sharon Miller, Pianist, Cheryl Jacobs, Liturgist, and the Reverend Joanna Sidner, Covenant Co-Pastor. Our opening hymn is We Gather Together, which is number 559 in the Presbyterian Hymnal. In spite of God's love for us and gift of love to us, we often act in destructive and hateful ways. We close our hearts to God and disobey God's law. Together, let us confess our sin. Merciful God, in your gracious presence, we confess our sin and the sin of the world. Although Christ is among us as our peace, we are a people divided against ourselves as we cling to the values of a broken world. The profit and pleasures we pursue lay waste the land and pollute the seas. The fears and jealousies that we harbor set neighbor against neighbor and nation against nation. We abuse your good gifts of imagination and freedom, of intellect and reason, and turn them into bonds of oppression. Lord, have mercy upon us. Heal and forgive us. Set us free to serve you in the world as agents of your reconciling love. In Jesus Christ, amen.
While it is true that we have sinned, it is a greater truth that we are forgiven through God's love in Jesus Christ. To all who humbly seek the mercy of God, I say, in Jesus Christ, your sin is forgiven. Thanks be to God. may be seated. At this time, uh, we call the children, ages two through six, forward to the front of the sanctuary where church volunteers will greet them and take them to the fellowship hall for Children's Chapel. You may pick your children up after worship in the back of the fellowship hall. God for our little children. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have spoken to us through your Son. Let your written word now be spoken and heard by each of us. Give us ears to hear and hearts to understand that we may not refuse your calling or ignore your voice. May we all be taught by you through the power of your word. Bring our every thought captive to obeying Christ, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Our Old Testament scripture comes from the book of Psalm, chapter 103, verses 1 through 8. Listen for the word of the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with, with good as long as you live so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord works vindication and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the people of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Good morning. The gospel reading this morning comes from Luke chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. Listen for the word of the Lord. Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And just then there appeared a woman with a spirit that had crippled her for 18 years. She was bent over and was quite unable to stand straight. When she saw Jesus, he called her over and said, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. When he laid his hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. But the leader of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had cured on the Sabbath, kept saying to the crowd, There are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured, and not on the Sabbath day. But the Lord answered him and said, You hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? And ought not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, who Satan bound for 18 long years, be set free from this bondage on the Sabbath day? When he said this, all his opponents were put to shame, and the entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things he was doing. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O oh God, open your hearts, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that as your word is proclaimed, we may hear what you are saying to us today. Now let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, through Christ. Amen. The sermon title this morning is Set Free by Christ's Mercy. This text is a controversial miracle story. It is a story not just about healing, but healing on the Sabbath. The word Sabbath is repeated five times in this pericope. Interestingly, the word Sabbath, Shabbat in the Hebrew, does not appear in Genesis. But the word Shavath with a V appears which is the word used for rest after God worked for six days and rested on the seventh. The word Sabbath appears first in Exodus 20, verse 11, and what it says clarifies what it means to be the Sabbath day. Holy and blessed should be remembered and kept holy. Belongs to the Lord. Requires abstinence from work for all people, Jews and Gentiles, and animals. The Sabbath endures even on the land as it does the people, according to Leviticus 25 and 26. Any acts against the Sabbath were to profane the Sabbath and bring God's wrath to the people of God. The Sabbath was a day that began with a holy day for God but modified over time to a legalistic tone that included detailed aspects of observance. In our text, Jesus was preaching on the Sabbath when a woman appeared to him who was under satanic bondage. The bondage had her bent over for a significant portion of her life, 18 years. There is no other disorder of one being bent over mentioned in the Bible. But anyone with physical deformities was expected to remain socially invisible, especially if they were a woman. I imagine this woman experienced feeling short, having to look down to the ground and needing to peer to the side to see ahead. I also imagine that she could not work, had difficulty sleeping, that it hindered her relationships and likely had deep discouragement and despair. While the text does not speak to her pain, 
If you've ever had back pain or a spine disease, you would expect agonizing and sometimes paralyzing pain. After 18 years of misery, one can be tempted to have their self-worth and dignity diminished. What should have been a day of celebration became a moment of indignation. The synagogue ruler responsible for the reading of the law wanted the crowd to turn against Jesus when he vented his anger, not to Jesus, but to the people telling Jesus he could only heal her on any other day except that day. The ruler said there are six days on which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be cured and not on the Sabbath day. The ruler was more interested in maintaining the law through religious bureaucracy than faith that should shape our morals. Jesus responded not to the crowd, but confronted the ruler in verse 15 and spoke as the Lord, calling out his pietism. The ruler's faith and action were governed not by God's grace, but by the exactitude of the Torah, for even the rabbinic tradition was united in understanding Torah to require passion for animals in distress. How then could healing this woman on the Sabbath day be refused? Hypocrisy. Jesus rebukes the man and those like him, saying, you hypocrites, does not each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or his donkey from the manger and lead it away to give it water? One of the key words here is ought or necessary. The Greek word also found in verse 14. What the synagogue ruler attributes to the Torah, Jesus attributes to his power, grace, and mercy. Jesus sets this woman free from the bondage of Satan on this sacred day of rest. Then women didn't approach rabbis, nor did rabbis as a rule speak with women. But Jesus took the initiative, inviting her into his presence, saying, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. It was necessary for Jesus to unbound this woman from Satan and to do so on the Sabbath. Jesus must complete his mission of redemption on the Sabbath, just as God completed his mission of creation on the Sabbath. Jesus implies this in his initial mission declaration in Luke chapter 4, verses 43, verse 43, when he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God. Jesus knew the scandal of his declaration to show mercy on the Sabbath. His pronouncement loosed the woman from the torturing evil spirit that doubled her over for 18 years. And then after laying both hands on her, she stood up straight and began praising God. We know that Jesus had power in his words, but it is good to note what the Old Testament says about laying on of hands. It signifies three things. Dedication of sacrifices to God, installation of the Levites to the priesthood, or blessing. The only instance of laying on of hands in the Old Testament that relates to healing is name of the Syrian's desire for the healing touch of Elisha. Jesus followed in the precedent of Elisha, for Jesus placing hands on people was most associated in healing people. Jesus pressed the issue for releasing this woman from being bound by Satan on the Sabbath by calling her a daughter of Abraham. Healing this disabled woman completed his spirit-anointed mission to let the oppressed go free. The prophetic promise of Isaiah 61 and 1 to proclaim liberty to the captives is fulfilled when he heals this daughter of Abraham. Friends, Jesus has set us free 
in our weakness and brokenness. And we can be assured that we are worthy to receive Christ's mercy, even when the odds seem stacked against us, so that we might give praise for what Jesus has done for us. We can trust in Jesus to free us from our bondage. We can trust in God's mercy because Jesus knows all about our troubles and he came to release us from the servitude of sin and strife of life. Our walk in life often appears confident and courageous to others, but the burdens of life can have our spirits bent out of shape and our hearts twisted in anguish. The Westminster Larger Catechism says that without God saving work, we are utterly indisposed, disabled, and made opposite to all that is spiritually good. Satan's cruelty can cripple us, but Jesus saves us in his mercy. We do not have to be consumed by the anxieties of life that can double us over, where we cannot see the work of the Spirit all around us or unable to seek Jesus in our time of need. We can trust in Jesus in our difficult hours. For even when we feel unable to seek Jesus, as was the disabled woman, Jesus chooses us and invites us into his presence so that we might claim victory in his mercy for our circumstances. We can have hope and expectancy about what God is doing for us today and tomorrow and be encouraged by the spirit who enables us to stand firm in our faith. Jesus joins us in our, our life's journey that we would find joy and know that we are part of a greater community, a community where we check in and encourage each other, a community where we greet each other with a smile that says everything is going to be all right, and a hand that helps because we serve a God who made us whole. We can trust in Christ who sets us free to a new life through his compassion, giving us hope and transformation in our difficult times. Even when we do not feel valued in our own hearts or by others, we are bestowed worth by Jesus through his unexpected mercy. Jesus gave this woman a new name, daughter of Abraham. He also gave us a new name, children of God. We don't always ask for mercy or recognize it immediately when we receive it, but God is working God's plan for us, for his mercy and for his glory's sake. We are worthy of Christ's mercy. The compassion of Christ claims and empowers us to live for him. I don't know about you, but we can often tell when someone is living in God's mercy. Even in the difficult times, they seem to have peace and confidence that God will work everything out for the good. But while it may seem strange, not everyone is excited when God shows mercy in our lives. Sometimes religious people do not see or feel that some of us are ready to receive the Lord's blessings. The synagogue ruler considered nearly uh, the holiest, one of the holiest men around, became annoyed because a woman was cured on the Sabbath. Instead of being joyous in Christ's mercy and glorifying God, he gets angry because he wants to follow man's rules instead of finding jubilation in God's miraculous hand of healing. The irony of his anger is that he didn't know that if the lady came before or the day after, he himself could not heal the woman, but only Jesus, who had the power to heal. The ruler who thought he used biblical reasoning to tell his people that the Sabbath day was only for worship and rest missed the mark 
on a day of mercy. We can face the same temptations. We are tempted to discriminate between those who we think deserve our help and those who do not. We are tempted to ignore people who are in need and struggling and pretend like we do not notice their needs. While we do not have the issue of the Sabbath, it can be easy to ignore those with serious problems, even disabilities. Some might say, that's not my gift, or I do not have the skills in that area. Or if I take time to help, I won't have time to do what God has called me to do. We can make excuses even when we serve God. But do you, do we have a heart in the place Christ wants it to be? Even if we do not have the gifts or the calling Christ calls us, to have a heart of mercy and bestow to our neighbors what has been bestowed graciously upon us. Because of what Christ has done for us, we can claim total victory in Christ. Even when we feel bent over and overwhelmed, we are empowered to show grace to others that has been given to us through the cross and empty tomb. From the beginning of the world until Christ, God set aside one day as a day of worship and rest, which the Israelites called the Sabbath. But from the resurrection of Jesus to the end of the world, the one special day for Christians is the first day of the week, the Lord's Day, a day of worship and rest but also a day that reminds us of Christ's grace and mercy for all people. Jesus wants us to use this grace on this Lord's Day and every day to show our love toward others. We can start by forgiving others, visiting the homebound and sick, showing kindness to children and the elderly, befriending the friendless, and feeding the homeless. We do not have the power to set people free like Jesus, but we can be used as agents for love and compassion of his saving work. There is no better day to show the heart of Christ to people in need than the day that God has given us to rest. And along the way, we ought to respond to the things God has done for us. Sometimes we do not know how to respond or act when we experience God's mercy. But the text makes it clear how we ought to acknowledge God. The text says in verse 13, when he laid his hands on her, she immediately stood up straight and began praising God. The text also leaves no room for interpretation of how the church ought to respond to Christ's compassion on others. Verse 17 says, The entire crowd was rejoicing at all the wonderful things that he was doing. We must praise God. How do we praise him? We praise him by studying more about God's word. We praise him by praying listening and acting on what God is saying to us today. We praise him by sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and the compassion that he has shown in our lives with others. In total victory in Christ, we can walk boldly in Christ's mercy, lovingly show kindness to others, and give all the glory to God. Friends, we can praise and rejoice in Christ's triumph over his enemies and his power, over the abnormalities of fallen humanity, and to transform them by his mercy. Brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus will do for us 
what he did for the disabled woman. Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, through his mercy, calls us and wants to touch our hearts with the power and inspiration of the Holy Spirit that will transform us and set us free. Jesus wants to loose us from the bondage of worry, anxiety, loneliness, illness, despair, and disability. Because of Jesus, we have been made children of God. Trust in the one who was sent to us to bring hope and salvation. Come to the one who calls us and knows all about our needs and can make us whole, even when others do not see our worthiness. Be receptive to the work of the kingdom of God and share the good news that sets us free by Christ's mercy and binds Satan so that we might rejoice in all the wonderful things Jesus has done for us together. Amen. Friends, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is an invitation to Christian discipleship. Well, if you would like uh, to speak with uh, Pastor Joanna or myself about joining the community here at Grace Covenant or finding out ways to participate in the life of the church, please reach out to us uh, immediately after worship or you can contact us via email. We would love uh, to speak with you. Now let us all stand, if you're able, as we sing, live into hope, found in the blue hymnal on page 332. You are listening to the live broadcast of a worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church. You have just heard this morning's sermon entitled, Set Free by Christ's Mercy, which was delivered by the Reverend Calvin H. Sidner IV, Covenant Co-Pastor. The congregation will now join in singing, Live into Hope, which is number 332 in the Presbyterian Hymn. responded with song to God's word. Now let us respond by stating what we believe, our affirmation of faith, as printed in the bulletin, the Apostles' Creed. 
I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he arose again from the dead and ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. seated. We offer our prayers together now, uniting our voices with Christ who perfects our prayers. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting Father, we thank you for your mercy on us today. The mercy that captures our attention and reveals the power of your magnificent presence. We give thanks for the many ways you work in and through our lives that we are able to stand firm in your grace when the devil seeks to bind us in sin. We are grateful for your son, Jesus Christ, who incarnated into our pain and suffering through immense and unimaginable love and brings us hope for today and a peace that passes all understanding and restores us to a right relationship with God. We thank you, dear Lord, for your sanctifying work on the cross. We give you thanks for your spirit that fills us and leads and guides us in the way of the living God. Continue to renew our hearts to servant love and action so that we might live a life with a heart for Christ. Call us into confessions so that we might walk in your abundant life daily. We give thanks for the strength of your word, which convicts our hearts and sets us on a journey toward salvation. Use the church, universal, and its leaders to faithfully proclaim your saving grace with joy and conviction that lives will be transformed. Especially be with our congregation that we might do the work that you have called us to do in and around the neighborhoods and communities of Grace Covenant and in the mission ministries where our feet are planted around the world. We thank you for your mighty works in the world and our lives. You have blessed us with dominion over your good creation. Inspire us to be good stewards over that which we can control. Use our talents and gifts to bless our neighbors near and far. We pray this morning for a world that, for many, is suffering. We lift up those who are bound up in political strife around the globe. We continually pray for an end to the Russian-Ukrainian war. We pray for the 20 people killed in the deadly Somalian hotel attack yesterday. We lift up those whose futures are unknown and insecure. We pray for many tragedies that do not make the headline news and that go unnoticed, like the woman whose back was bent for over 18 years. We pray for our community at Grace Covenant and our guests that you, O oh Lord, would keep a hedge of protection 
over and around us, especially our seniors, newborns, pregnant mothers, and those here with special needs. We pray for the homeless and those who are in great need today. Guide our hands and feet to be helpful so that others may see their worth in you and their circumstances change because of our actions. Bless those who are mourning and struggling with loss today. Comfort your children and give us all overwhelming peace and comfort and expectant hope through our faith and hope in you. Keep your hand of healing and power upon our lives and continue to use us as your children wherever we may be. Today and every day, deepen our devotion to you, O God, and provoke us to take all the burdens to you in prayer. With great trust in the Lord who shows us compassion, let us now pray the prayer Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. With great joy, it is now time to offer our gifts to God as a sign of our deep devotion and covenant faithfulness. Sisters and brothers in Christ, I now invite each of us to give as we feel called to support the ministries of this church prayerfully under Christ. As the ushers pass the plate, please place your attendance cards, any prayer requests, and your offering in the plate. For those who are worshiping at home, we encourage you to continue your financial ministry by sending your offering either through your mail, through the mail, through your bank, or online at www.grace-covenant.org slash give hyphen online. Please give as the Spirit leads you. To God be the glory for the blessings of our lives.
whose bounty we have all received, accept this offering of your people. Remember in your love those who have brought it and those for whom it is given. And so follow it with your blessing, that it may promote peace and goodwill among all peoples and advance the kingdom of the Lord, of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our final hymn is Now Thank We All Our God, which is number 555 in the Presbyterian Hymnal. Immediately following the worship service, please join us in the social room for refreshments and fellowship. As we go into the world, brothers and sisters in Christ, let us know that we have been set free in Christ and let us live into God's grace and serve in service for those in need. Now receive the benediction. May the grace of Christ which daily renews us, and the love of God, which enables us to love all, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, which unites us in one body, make us eager to obey the will of God until we meet again. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
For the past hour, you have been listening to the worship service at Grace Covenant Presbyterian Church in Richmond, Virginia. Please join us again next Sunday through our radio ministry or in our sanctuary at 1627 Monument Avenue. The next Red Cross Blood Drive will be held here at the church in the Fellowship Hall on the 1st of October between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Your announcer today has been John Harris, and the engineer was Steve Kemp. This service streams live and can be accessed through the Grace Covenant website, which is grace-covenant.org. We now return you to the Truth Network on WLES, 590 AM, 97.7 FM.